for all things sports, the hottest topics, latest events, juiciest stories, and every personal takes. You're listening to Sideline Story. Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news analysis and discussions. I am your host Brandon Yates, and today I am joined by my co-host Yang Guang and Fu Yu. And today we will be talking about the January 2023 European football transfer window. So much has been happening, plenty of big moves, interesting transfers happening around Europe and across the globe, and we will be diving into some of those throughout this podcast. And we'll also be talking about. Some moves that we hope will still happen as European football fans ourselves.、Um, but Yang Guang, I'll start with you.、Um, which transfers do you think have been the best for the player or the club so far, and why, in your opinion?、Um, I must say, Liverpool signing Cody Gakpo by paying thirty-seven million pounds. It's one of the best transfers so far this winter, and、uh, for now it looks like a reciprocal deal, both for the player and the club. It's a it's a win-win situation. It seems like、um, a PSV could have asked for more,、um, considering how well Gakpo performed during the Qatar World Cup,、um, but the Dutch club just stayed with pretty much the same price it requested when Manchester United was hoping to sign him last summer. And so, from the perspective of the, of the price, of the capability of the player, and his age, he's just twenty-three.、Um, it's a fantastic move for Liverpool. Gakpo has scored fifty-five goals with fifty assists in his one hundred and fifty-nine senior games for PSV.、Um, it's a solid stats, and、um, he still has the full potential to develop. Yes, there's. There will be some competition within the Liverpool squad. He has to face the the contest from the likes of、um, Roberto Firmino and、uh, Darwin Nunes to grab a position in the starting eleven. It's not an easy task, but、um, I believe Gakpo is what Liverpool now needs.、Um, first of all, his efficiency、um, is what、um, Firmino and Nunes lack. We all know how many opportunities Liverpool can create in recent Premier League games and domestic cup games, but、uh, many of them were wasted. Perhaps、uh, Gakpo、um, is the solution here. Then I must say Bayern Munich has completed two very good transfers, signing Daily Blind free of charge, and goalkeeper Jan Sommer with 9.5 million euros. Bayern has been well known for its. Cost-effective transfers, and、uh, these two moves are perfect ex- examples. Blaine has proved he's、uh, still a reliable defender in Qatar, and、uh, Sommer, as Bayern fan, I have to say he's one of the toughest goalkeepers Bayern strikers needs to need to deal with in Bundesliga. He has been quite a pickle as an opponent, but now seeing him join Bayern、uh, really delights me.、Um, I would not say. I would not say those two players are two missing puzzle pieces for Bayern's success this season. Say,、uh, in the Champions League,、uh, they won't be raising this squad to another level like what Robin and Ribery did when they came to the team. But、um, because Bayern is now very much bothered by injuries, Lucas Hernandez is out, Neuer is out.、Um, these two players. 
new players would guarantee that the quality of those two positions won't drop that much, and、uh, the team's depth is still there. I understand Blaine could be a short-term plan. He just signed the contract till the end of the season, and Sommer is also 34 years old. He probably won't stay long either, but、um, their experience will definitely help Bayern in the rest of the season a lot, I believe. Yeah, I think the move of、um, Gapko to Liverpool is a fantastic move for both the p- player and the club. I think. You know he hasn't obviously gotten off to the greatest start, and Liverpool are really struggling at this point in time. But I mean, they're also a club that have been ravaged by injuries. I think they're missing some key components in that squad,、um, and I think people tend to forget how many star players are missing for them at the moment.、Um, and I still think that they desperately need some midfield reinforcements in particular. I think that、um, they've got an aging midfield, and I don't think that the midfield is dynamic enough、um, for the way that. Jurgen Klopp likes to play at this point in time. I think they have been in the past, and I also think that they underestimated how much they relied on Sadio Mane.、Um, so yeah, I think someone like Gakpo can make a big difference there to their front line. I think that their depth at,、um, at top is incredible now. I still think they need to do some midfield business quite desperately to get、um, well to have any chance this season of finishing in the top four and to have a shot at competing for the title next season. But yeah, I think Gakpo is definitely a great addition to the squad. I think it's a good move for him and the club.、Um, for you, just from your perspective, you know, with all of the moves that have been happening so far, I think, you know, there have been a couple of headline moves. I think nothing too major that's really been dominating the headlines,、um, as as opposed to what we've seen in recent transfer windows. Um, from your perspective, do you think、um, have been the best for both the player and for the club that they have joined so far?、Um, yeah, first of all, I agree with what you said. There's nothing. There's no transfer that's been dominating the headlines. Like the one transfer that we think is the most important. But to me, I think、um, Bayern Munich made the most out of their money by signing Daily Blind and Jan Sommer. Actually,、um, Yao Guang just touched upon a very few important,、uh, a few very important points, and、um, I agree that they both seem to be short-time solutions for this squad,、um, which always have widespread injuries. Around this time of the season, and、um, a, a lot of people say the Blind deal totally came out of nowhere. But I think it's a good surprise because he、um, he can play in a few other positions, including in the center. So having one player who can replace Luca Hernandez, who is ruled out for the remainder of the season, is very reassuring for a team that is aiming for the Champions League. And Blind himself also expressed his excitement that he is joining a team that is capable of winning the Champions League. Um, so I think it'll be、um, a very exciting tie when Bayern Munich goes up against Paris Saint Germain. And、um, as for Zoma, I don't think I even need to say too much about、uh, why it's easily the best Bundesliga transfer this winter. It's not the best transfer across Europe.、Um, he is an experienced goalkeeper, like you both said. He's been playing in Germany for eight years now, so both him and the club know each other well. And even before the transfer was a possibility, I always thought that he is the 
next best keeper in the Bundesliga to Manuel Neuer. Um, he, in recent years, he might have been even better than Neuer because um, Neuer is getting older, and I also feel like he's become slower. And Bayern CEO Oliver Kahn nailed it when he said um, Zoma has everything required to contribute immediately to the team's success. And also, I read this very interesting comment or observation on Forbes that Zoma's departure from Mönchengladbach also vacates the job for Jonas Omlin, who joined from Montpellier. And like uh, Forbes puts it, it's a goalkeeper carousel that will have all sides emerge as winners. So that's a very interesting deal happening this winter. Yeah, I think that's also something that generally um, excites me in the the football transfer windows is when, you know, a big, well, you know, in inverted commas, big move has a domino effect for a number of clubs. And when it happens in a positive way, that's always fantastic to see when one player moves and then another player moves to that club and so on and so on. I always love to see that. So it sounds like those moves that you mentioned there seem to have been, you know, kind of win-win situations for all clubs involved. And yeah, um, I think, you know, something that we haven't really mentioned at the moment is is, is Chelsea. I think they've been quietly doing some um, good uh, business. They've brought in some top young European talent from um, a, a number of clubs. And of course, they've brought in the very exciting talent of Mikhailo Mudrik um, from Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, I think he's a very exciting talent. He has been recorded as reaching the highest top speed in the Premier League so far this season. So he's clearly a very quick player. We know that he's an excellent dribbler. He's a very exciting talent. Um, I don't think that he's necessarily what Chelsea needed at this point in time. I think they've got plenty of creative players and they desperately needed someone that can, you know, score 15, 20 goals a season. Um, Although, you know, that being said, that's incredibly hard to find um, at this point in time. It's very hard to find um, quality out-and-out strikers. Uh, but yeah, I think that Chelsea have also you know, quietly been doing some some pretty good business. So it'll be interesting to see if that has an immediate impact or has you know an impact for them in the next two or three or four seasons. But yeah, I think the, the, men- the, the moves that we mentioned for Bayern Munich and for Liverpool um, will definitely benefit um, the players and those clubs. And I think um, those are all very good moves indeed. Yang Guang, of course, um, the transfer window has not shut as of yet. And there are a couple of big clubs around Europe that have been very, very quiet at this point in time. So which club do you think definitely needs to do more business before the January transfer window shuts close? Um, I do think PSG needs to introduce more quality players, especially in their midfields. Uh, yes, they look fine now with three superstars in front and some quality players in the back. Domestic league is rather easy for them to deal with um, for now. But um, to the Champions League, I really doubt they can create um, some breakthroughs in the knockout stages with this squad. Um, we saw some pretty ugly games, some losses, even losses when Messi, Neymar and some other players were absent after the World Cup. Um the depth of the team might be an issue. Um, they have only four strikers, four striker options. If there are injuries to Mbappe, Messi, or Neymar, whose Neymar is also an injury prone, uh, the head coach might have um, few alternatives, and that might be a problem. I used to see PSG stalking some big names on the bench, like uh, Drexler and Icardi, but it it, it seems like. They now decided to 
stay low key in the transfer market this season, and even the last the summer transfer window, they were very quiet. Perhaps because of the、um, fair play regulations by UEFA,、um, I don't know. But、um, I think they need to do more business if they want to go further in the Champions League and.、Um, Even in even in league, ah,、uh, their lead in the French domestic league is not big, just、uh, three points ahead of Lens. Yeah, I think a club as big as that、um, definitely needs to do a little bit more business. Of course, you know they've got one of the best starting elevens in the world,、um, but when you're competing on so many fronts, you know if one injury were to happen,、um, you know you would need that squad depth to cover you. I think of Liverpool's, you know, success in the past; they always had. Um, a few options in all positions, and I agree with you. I think that is something that PSG is lacking at this point in time. I think if one of their superstars was injured for an entire season, let's say, I think that they would really struggle to compete,、um, especially on the European stage. I think domestically, and they should be okay.、Um, so yeah, I think that's definitely a club that、uh, needs to look around and potentially sign one or two players just to have some cover、um, in some key positions as. Particularly the the Champions League season progresses.、Um, for you, any clubs that you can think of that probably needs to do a bit more business before the transfer window shuts? This winter, Manchester City has yet to surprise me. Unlike the last transfer window where they signed Erling Haaland, which was the biggest transfer news last last summer,、um, they've been very quiet this time. Um, at at the beginning, I thought they would be spending some money on upgrading their squad since things aren't looking that good for them in the Premier League.、Um, and right now, it's too early to say whether Maximo Peroni is a good choice for City.、Um, of course, there are some people who say he's the top young talent in Argentina, but I really doubt a 20-year-old new arrival. Who has no experience of playing in Europe can really handle such a big club as Man City or a coach as Pep Guardiola, who is so meticulous about everything that goes around his squad. And、um, unlike Bundes, unlike the Bundesliga, where、um, Jan Sommer, who we believe can contribute to the immediate success at Bayern Munich,、um, Peroni seems more like a future investment. And City also reportedly has several other young players around the same age on its radar. So I'll keep an eye out for if they end up making the move to England and、um, whether they're good for the job. Yeah, I think we'll definitely dive into a couple of moves that could still potentially happen. But yeah, I think that's interesting that Manchester City、um, haven't done that much business in this particular transfer window. I mean, personally, I think that they still do have. Um, quite a lot of depth in a variety of positions. I think sometimes they look a bit,、um, a bit light in their defence. I think you know,、um, I think John Stones and Laporte and a couple of other players have been a little bit、um, injury prone this season, and you know, Kanji and Nathan Aki have had to step in, and sometimes they've struggled a little bit.、Um, so yeah, I think maybe they need some defensive cover and you know, potentially a, a midfield player and a and a, a player up top just to you know keep their depth and also potentially. Um, push them for one last charge、um, to potentially challenge Arsenal for the Premier League and maybe even progress further in the Champions League. And then, yeah, of course, I mean, you know, we've we've all openly admitted which clubs we support. I know that you both love Bayern Munich, and of course, I'm a big Manchester United fan, so I'm I'm coming with a bit of bias here. But I definitely think、um, Manchester United have to do more business. I think that.、Um, 
They desperately need some right-back cover. I think that um, an attacking midfielder is needed to cover Bruno Fernandes and Christian Eriksen. And they desperately need an out-and-out striker. I think that Marcus Rashford is better on the wing. And then they've got some other wing cover there as well, the likes of Anthony um, Garnacho, Martial, etc. But an out-and-out striker is in desperate need for Manchester United. And of course, you know, as Yang Guang mentioned, they missed out on, on Gakpo. Um, but there are a couple of other options there that I will <laughs> mention at the end of the pod. Um, but Yang Guang, for you mentioned that a couple of, um, you know, transfers haven't happened. And, um, you know, of course, there's been plenty of buzz on social media about the moves that have happened. Um, but looking at Chinese social media, which transfer have, um, you know, fans on Chinese social media been the most excited about so far? Um, it's definitely Cristiano Ronaldo joining now, Nasser, um, the Saudi club, to see one of the greatest players signed by an Asian club is definitely a surprise. But more importantly for Chinese fans, it's to see Ronaldo continue to play that matters. You know, uh, there are a great amount of Ronaldo's fans in China, and they have started to watch the Saudi league only to follow Ronaldo. Al Nasser's recent game against um, PSG with Ronaldo facing Messi again was absolutely a trending topic on Chinese social media, with many calling it a last chance to see the clash between the two. Some Chinese fans even went to Saudi Arabia to watch that gaming stadium. And uh, lately, Chinese fans were worried about Ronaldo's injury he sustained in the semi-final of the Saudi Cup, so... Uh, yeah, to see Ronaldo continue his playing career, and I would say is what makes he, his move to the Saudi club so exciting for Chinese fans, even even though it means it would be the start of the end of his professional career. Yeah, I think even around the world, um, even in where I am in South Africa, you know, I think that um, whenever Cristiano Ronaldo makes a move or you know, kind of anything that he does is kind of uh, has been big news for the last mm-hmm. year or so in particular. But yeah, his move to an Asian club, I think, in particular, has been an incredible move for for that side of the world and that continent. Um, and it's just it's been something that everybody's been talking about. I think that it's 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 created a lot of debate around the world. You know, I think a lot of people are are happy about the move. A lot of people would have preferred to have seen him move to another European club. For you know, for example, the likes of Bayern Munich or Chelsea. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been dominating the headlines around the world. So I'd have to agree with that, that I think that, um, you know, even though it's a move that not necessarily everybody agrees with, I think that it's pretty undeniable that um, his move uh, to to that club has been dominating the headlines around the world. And it looks like it's been quite a successful move for both club and players so far. Um, and I, I know the Cristiano Ronaldo effect has taken place, particularly across um, his new club's social media accounts, which has gained an incredible amount of followers in the last month or so. But yeah, um, we have to wish all of the best for Cristiano Ronaldo. I think it is, it is definitely the beginning of the end of his career. And yeah, hopefully he has a massive impact on his new club and on Asian football in general. But yeah, that was definitely the move that everybody has been talking about um, and speaking of big moves, of course, the window has not closed yet and a couple of big moves could still happen. So, Yang Guang, what do you think could potentially be the next big move that could still happen before the window closes? Uh, well, I personally really look forward to Enzo Fernandez, the best young player of the FIFA World Cup, joining a top European club. And it seems like um, it's still possible and the tail of this winter transfer window. 
and Chelsea is still making offers to sign this rising star. Uh, but like you said, Chelsea has already spent much on players this winter. The most most expensive deal so far comes from their signing of Mikhailo Mudrik with seventy million euros. I I don't know if. Um, I don't know if that is overpaid because Mudrik hasn't played in top-level leagues yet, and but Chelsea uh, surely needs some new faces to make a difference to their disappointing plays lately. Um, and if they could receive Enzo, sign Enzo, uh, I believe it will further shorten the time of this process. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, Chelsea, like I said earlier, Chelsea have been quietly making some big moves. And yeah, I suppose um, the signing of Mudrik, you know, when you're looking at the transfer fee, I think it is quite inflated. But yeah, I guess they just felt that they needed to just shell out, you know, however much money it was required to sign, you know, one of the top young talents in European football. So time will tell um, if that fee is justified. But yeah, I think there are, um, you know, the move for that midfielder that you mentioned to Chelsea potentially could still happen. And I think that he will have a massive impact on their midfield if that move does happen. Because like you said, he was fantastic at the World Cup. And yeah, there are definitely still a couple of big moves that could still happen. And looking at big moves that could still happen, I think um, we're going to enter um, the the fantasy world at this point in time, Yang Guang, when I ask this question. (laughs) Um, but of course, we do. We, we've also said across a couple of pods that we we know for a fact that you are a Bayern Munich fan. And if you could pick one player for your favourite club, i.e. Bayern Munich, to sign, who would it be? But let's try and keep it as realistic as, as possible. Let's not say Lionel Messi or Neymar or <laughs> or anything like that. Um, but in terms of available players. Um, who would you love to see Bayern Munich to sign at this point in time? Yeah, being realistic um, in the transfer market, that's what Bayern does. Um, well, I think Bayern need, still needs to needs a top goal scorer after Robert Lewandowski left. Uh, don't take me wrong, um, Trooper Moten is a brilliant striker and he was super efficient in the first half of the season. But again, he's not someone to upgrade this squad to another level like what Erling Haaland did with Manchester City. And actually, I did hope Bayern to sign Haaland when he became available last year. But obviously, City is more um, was more attractive an option. Um, anyway, I think Bayern could try to sign a top striker in the summer transfer window. Harry Kane would be a perfect compliment. But um, if it has to be more realistic, Olivier Giroud uh, could be a, a potential deal that makes Bayern's front more threatening. Yeah, I think Olivier Giroud would be an interesting move for Bayern Munich. And I also think that a Harry Kane transfer is, you know, it's fairly realistic. <laughs> I think he does want to join a top European club if he doesn't sign a new contract with uh, with Spurs. And I think Bayern Munich could potentially be the best option for him, considering that Barcelona have Lewandowski, Real Madrid have Benzema, and I think both clubs don't have necessarily the finances to spend, you know, potentially £100 million on a player that's 30 years old. I think that would be my concern as a Manchester United fan, you know, who also definitely need an (laughs) out-and-out striker. And I think Harry Kane would also be a fantastic move for, for Manchester United. But that being said, with Harry Kane's age... Spending a hundred million pounds, or you know, eighty, ninety million pounds on him, I'm not sure would necessarily be the best option. So I think if I had to pick one player to sign for Manchester United, I quite like the idea of signing Dusan Vlahovic. 
Um, mm-hmm. I believe he's 22 or 23 years old. And, of course, Juventus have had um, points deducted for um, the disciplinary issues that they've had. So they probably won't be playing Champions League football next season. And it looks like Manchester United might be in the Champions League. So I think that spending potentially 60, 70 million pounds on Vlahovic might make more sense in the long term. And I think that he would have an immediate impact on Manchester United as an out-and-out striker. So I'm hoping that um, they make a move for Vlahovic instead of Harry Kane. But yeah, I think that these are, uh, <laughs> are fantasy moves and it'll be, uh, you know, time will tell if any of these moves do happen. And of course, the window has not closed yet. So anything is possible in a European football transfer window. So definitely keep your eyes on um, the remaining days of the transfer window. It should be very interesting indeed. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, we will be back as always next week with our latest topic. And we will see you then. 